Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Evelyn Shaw Corey, founder of Thrive International Academy, which is a homeschooling, tutoring, and mentoring business. And Evelyn is a speaker, an author, and runs a nonprofit, Beautiful Minds Foundation who provides scholarships for the neurodiverse learners, including ADHD, autism, dyslexia, and so many other conditions. That is fantastic. Oh my gosh, you do so much. Evelyn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. I'm super excited to be here. It's so generous of you to make time for me. Thank you. You're so welcome. Hey, then let's go straight into it. Can you expand a bit more on you know, where are you today with your business or businesses? And who is it that you love to work with? Definitely. So thank you. Thrive International Academy, as you stated, is a homeschooling, tutoring, and mentoring company. We have been around for four years. So since 2019, prior to the pandemic, we were pioneers in the online educational space. And then come pandemic, come 2020, we were such a wonderful support system for those Mm. that were learning how to teach online. And now where we are is the pendulum is really swinging back and we are working to build a lot of community in person. So kind of building a hybrid. So that's where we were. That's where we are. And we're serving as many people as possible. K-12 learners. We teach traditional subject areas and also offer mindfulness mentoring, which really means Mm. so much to us. Oh my gosh, you're, you're talking our love language. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so it sounds like, so your business, um, it grew just before the pandemic. You've got everything in place. And then, so we hear so many stories on the show. You know, we're still working and living through the residue. Um, some people, it was a blessing. Other people, it was a curse. Some a bit of both. So for you with your business, as horrific as it was, there was you magically, had laid the foundations for something that could help so many people at the time that needed it. So what was that like for you to maybe thrive during the pandemic, but know that you're helping so many people at a time when, oh my gosh, they needed it? Yes, it's such a delicate conversation to have with you, Mark, because while the world stopped, I am inundated and filled with 
gratitude and peace because I was becoming even closer with my husband during this time, even closer with all of the children that I serve and all of the parents that we serve. And communities were built to be even stronger than they were before in so many ways in our pandemic years. So we're reeling in a lot of ways. It's it's devastating in so many ways, but it's also this focus back on the family unit and really relying on the strengths and the hopes and the love that we have within our families. So it was a difficult time, but it was also a time of tremendous joy. So what was it like for, for you personally as the business owner to be scaling maybe so rapidly during this time how did you sort of manage and sort of guide yourself through this because surely this that wasn't your plan there was there was something that it it kind of took on a life of its own can you sort of talk to that from from the business owner's perspective definitely overnight seemingly we went from teen students you know like 15 16 students to hundreds of students. And when I, (laughs) I was a one woman show back in 2019. And the next thing you know, I am hiring independent contractors, not only in the United States, but around the world. And it was so beautiful to see the interconnectedness of the world Mm -hmm. and how, when we all work together for a common purpose of serving and loving our students, it's such a beautiful thing. So as the founder and CEO, just completely catapulting into this enormous entity during the pandemic, there were a lot of tears of joy and a lot of tears of freak out, honestly. And so through the support of my husband, through the support of my mom and dad, um, and my sister, I was really able to stay grounded. And it's been amazing. It's Mm -hmm. been such a journey. Meta has recognized us. Deeper Women Lead have recognized us. It's been life-changing in every way possible, but just wow. Just wow. Now, I want to backtrack a couple of steps and talk about that freak out because we cover so many subjects on this podcast with our clients. The, the, The fear of success and the fear of failure, just those two fears, oh my gosh, all encompassing. What you're starting to describe is, Okay, well, I want to sort of look at that that success because you went from you know a handful of clients to oh my gosh, there's more than I can manage, and there's that ah crumbs, shit. What yes. what do I do? How do I do this? It's what you wanted. It was the dream. You wanted to reach more people and help more people. You wanted more revenue. You wanted to build the business, and you got it pretty quickly. In that freak out, in that moment, was it was it fear of success and what comes of that? Or was it fear of failure, not being able to, to deliver or manage? What was going through your mind at, at that time? Hands down, fear of failure. I'm not one to fear success. I'm so filled with gratitude when it comes to success. But I hold myself to a really high standard. And having a fear of failure is something that I battle on a daily basis truth be told blessing and a curse right if you hold yourself to such a high standard it's like you know what the capability is 
That's why you don't just do one business. You have multiple strands. They're finally connected and there's one common thread through them. However, you're serving more people. So those high standards you set for yourself are, there's a driver. There's something beautiful to that, but double-edged sword is, oh my gosh, it means probably overworking, over-delivering, trying to expect even more from other people as you brought on a team. So what, what was it, what, what was, is it like to battle that, that, that high standards for yourself? Yes. So I have to, what it's like to battle it is taking excellent care of myself mentally, physically, socially, emotionally. I have to do all of those things to keep this train going. So if I'm not healthy, my team's not healthy. My business isn't healthy. So that's a lot of what I have to do to ensure whether that's working out, whether that's listening to a podcast or meditating or praying, these are all things that I do to be my best self. And so I know that um, we put on our oxygen mask first, so they say. So that's why I do the healthy taking care of myself. Yeah. And two words you said there, I know. Oh my gosh, we, we all know what to do. We all know what we should be doing and how to take care of ourselves, but crumbs, it, as the human, there's the conundrum. We know what to do, but we just won't, can't do it. Where do you find, what slips for you? What's the easiest thing to slip that's like, oh, I don't do this, or I'll put that off because I need to focus on this. With those high standards, with that fear of failure, with that drive to help other people, what is it that you find time and time again is, you push that off, do that, whether it's, whether you actually, it's a detriment to you or whether it's actually, you, you can sometimes get away with it. What is that for you? I dive into work too early in the day. Uh I'm not taking that quiet time in the wee morning hours when I'm waking up because I feel this anxiety to just get started. So that would be a difficulty for me is saying, don't check your email yet. You know, let your brain awaken, enjoy your coffee, enjoy your time. Because as that entrepreneur, love your coffee. As that entrepreneur, I want to dive in and I want to go. So really stopping. I'm good with chunking things. I'm good with blocking out time, but starting the day a little too soon, I think is an issue for me that I'm working on. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's just dig into that, like one layer deep. So you, you shared that you, you wake up and straight away, pang there's that pang of anxiety yes what does that feel like for you is it i i oh my gosh i want to maybe i want to is is not the anxiety i have to i'm already behind there is so much to do what what is actually going through yourself whether it's just the feeling or or the thoughts the feeling is i'm needed my staff needs me my families need me who am i to not be of service to them immediately. But again, I know, like it's that I know, I know taking care of myself is so important, but I wake up each day like, all right, we got to go. We got to bust this. We got to, we got to go. We got to do. We got things to do. Come on, people. Let's ride. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So that's something I'm focusing on right now. Beautiful. Okay. 
Okay, we know these things, it's hard to do. Let's talk about teams because, oh my gosh, that there's a transition going from the solopreneur, going through, oh my gosh, I need an international team. What was it like for you to delegate, to bring in new people? Because this can be such a new area that anything new and different is terrifying. So what was it like for you to take that step whilst being so busy? I mean, we all do. You don't hire a team without being really busy most of the time. So what was that like? Right, right. So in most regards, it was a blessing. Finding the right people takes time. And there's some mistakes that go into that where you think it's the right person, but then maybe it's not exactly the right fit and you need to find somebody else for that position. But the team that I have now, the energy and the synergy is so beautiful there, but it was desperation. I need assistance in 2020. And there is a team member that I have who has been with me since 2020, who is technically the school leader and tutoring leader. And she and I work so closely together as visionaries and her structure and organization really helps me. And then we have someone who does all of the scheduling and the support for the parents and the teachers. Mm. So um, I loved growing into an international brand. We're Thrive International. We're not just Thrive. And so I've always thought of the world as that interconnected place. And I've always wanted to bring the world together and bring the world to you and to just have that opportunity to learn French from a woman in France. That's incredible to learn math from a mathematician in Nigeria. It's outstanding. So It's been super exciting and also sometimes scary when times like now, Zoom and being online solely is not what everybody is feeling. It's 2023 right now and people want community and they want community in person. Mm. So we know we are pivoting and that's something that we're doing right now is going from being solely online to having little learning centers where students can play and do and have so much fun together, but still learn French from France. So it's a bit of that hybrid model that I'm seeking right now. Mm we found as well people we're all craving community again we can talk about the the hangover of the past few years oh my gosh but again here we go maybe this is the theme of this podcast episode the blessing and the curse the Mm. um zoom digital working from home connecting with people all around the world instantly we always had this but oh my gosh, now we all have it and we all know it. So on one angle, you're saying people don't want this anymore. On the other hand, it's a skill. It's a platform. There's ways of working that are now, it's now usual. Before it was, can this kind of work? Now it's like, well, of course it works. It's so simple. Right. So, so there is this blessing and a curse that comes with the blessing and the curse with, oh my gosh, your, your desire to help doesn't help you sometimes. And by such doesn't help other people, but everything has that the duality. Everything has the duality it to look does. into. Yes. What's more exciting for you about this this pivot being you know sort of four years in, and now it's okay. I wanted to be more in person. I want to create centers. I want to build on the momentum. 
what's it like to do that whilst not maybe destroying the business that you've built? Is, is, there, is there nerves? Is there worry? Is it just pure excitement or is it everything? It's a bit of everything. There's definitely the nerves. There's definitely the excitement. But having that inner knowing and that inner trust that the hybrid model is beautiful, I truly believe in relationships. And I believe that having the same teacher for long periods of time to establish that mentorship relationship is so important. So that brings in the computer component. But kids need kids. And so that's why we're focusing on building communities, community centers, learning centers where parents can come in and be a part of it. So I think that's so important to you. So yes, nervousness and anxiety, because this is a really big pivot for us and we're scaling. We don't want this to just be in one city. We want this to be throughout the United States and then even potentially the world. So we want, we want this hybrid model we try to stay cutting edge and we try to stay ahead of the curve, but it's hard to predict what's coming. So even back in 2019, when we were doing the Zoom, it became all the rage. So now hopefully these hybrid learning centers are going to become all the rage. I'm super excited. Oh, fantastic. One thing you said there, that kids need kids. Communities yes. are, are important. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, why you're here today. Entrepreneurs need entrepreneurs. That's why this show exists. So that other entrepreneurs, whether you're a solopreneur or a CEO, or you've actually left and actually been able to make that move away from your business, hearing other people going through the exact same scenarios, being around people, hearing that you're not alone, that is critical. So you can you can get that in so many different ways. It's finding it's finding the right way for you. So, right. What's the right way for you to fulfill and execute this? Are you playing with this? Are you evolving? Where, yeah, these communities, these centers. That's that's the component. It is the hybrid, or is it? I've got this feeling there's something else beyond that. What 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 is your energy sort of telling you about that? It's a knowing. It's absolutely a knowing. It's in my dreams. It's in my journaling. It's in all of the things that I do. It's knowing from being an educator from 2005 onward, what works, what doesn't work, and just what I feel in my gut. So I know that taking the time to believe in myself, to believe in the power of community, this is going to work and it's going to be outstanding. And this is a big transition for Thrive, but we're here for it and we're all super excited. Mm. And again, the Unforget Yourself show, let's talk about you, the big transition for you as, as the visionary, as the business owner. So what what excites you and what scares you about the transition that you know you need to do, who you need to be, but you're not quite there yet. Right. What if nobody shows up? What if we, let's be real. What if we make all of these learning centers and we get hyped up and we're ready to go, but what if no one shows? That is terrifying. Now we know they will. We know that homeschooling communities are prevalent And we know that parents need breaks and we know that kids need kids, but there is always, you know, diving in deep to yourself and having those self-doubts. 
what if nobody shows? So that would be, that would be my fear in all of this. Yeah. So there's that again, logically, like you said this fear, but of course I will show up, but I still feel it. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, here's the contradiction again of we, we know what to do. We just can't do it. Or logically we know it's going to be okay, but I logically know that but the way I'm feeling the emotions that I have, I don't quite feel it. There's something there. So what are the, maybe looking at your skills, what is, what is your greatest superpower that's mm. helped you come through all of this, which actually starts to limit you in certain areas? So interesting. So my greatest superpower is the power of connection, the power of getting to know people, getting to know humans, what makes you who you are. I believe all humans are beautiful. And so being able to make friends with anyone, build and establish that connection, that is my superpower. But in that superpower, sometimes I might be blinded and think that somebody is amazing and they may not be absolutely as amazing as I thought they were. So I'm so loving and fun and giving, and those are beautiful qualities, but people like my husband help me navigate this world that is sometimes a little bit messy because I am a rose colored sunglasses kind of woman. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it the, is it the trust? Is it the intuition learning to hear these? Cause you, you said about hiring it's easy to make the wrong hire. We need to hire, hire slow and fire fast. We hear that a lot of times, but sometimes we need to hire fast because, oh my gosh, the situation you were in. So can, can right. you look back with, ah, I, I can notice what I was feeling at that time, but I didn't quite listen to it. I mean, hindsight is a great thing. Come on. But mm. as a learning curve, oh yeah, I felt it in my guts or I felt it in my head or there was something, there was some coincidences or some, there was there were breadcrumbs showing me this, but I wasn't able to see it at the time. Are you are you learning to pick up on this and see this with the help of your husband who's like, come on, look, it's that. This is wrong. This is right. I can see it. And you're like, why can't I see this? Yes, yes. No, I totally understand. Um, so it just takes time. It takes time. I see the best. And he sees the best too. He definitely does, but he is a realist. Mm. And um, there have been some hires in the past that were not the greatest because I was hiring quickly, as you were saying. And sometimes it's better to just take your time, let the client know that we will have a teacher within the next week or two when it is the perfect fit. And I used to try to solve every problem. So many entrepreneurs do that. But now I've been able to niche down and say we are the traditional content areas, as opposed to trying to teach everything under the sun. We can go all the way up into collegiate AP, extra, you know, phenomenally high level classes. And then we can do the opposite. We can start where you are and teach second grade reading to an eighth grader, which was a big pivotal point in my career when I was teaching in an eighth grade classroom in the United States. And over half of my eighth graders were reading on a second and third grade level. So that was a big aha 
that even sparked the idea of Thrive, that Mm -hmm. students need that one-to-one and that small group education to really change the trajectory of their lives. So this, this whole thing was born out of, hold on, some people need a more authentic, unique approach for them. There's no one size fits all. How can we serve? How can we produce something that doesn't quite exist? Or it might exist, but it's not the right thing for them. How, how can you put your stamp in a world where you see, you, you, you're the visionary, you keep saying it, you've seen all the holes, you see the direction. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can I plug this in? And now you're doing it again with your new transition. How can I make this in person? How can I create these senses? It's beautiful seeing this sort of kind of transition and the way this is evolving. Looks organic, looks natural. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. So what about this process did you, have you liked the most? Wow. So I like taking risks. I do. It's scary, but I like getting out there and trying something new. I don't sit very well. I'm constantly going, going, going and creatively thinking of what's Mm. next, what's coming, what can we do? And so I like to be future forward thinking, and that is really exciting to me. So that's what is so much fun right now is what can we do with these learning centers? And when this interview is taking place, you're catching me at such an interesting time period because we haven't transitioned into the learning centers. So I'm going to really enjoy going back and listening to my nervousness as we're chatting. And I'm going to say, Evelyn, you knew it was going to be great. But I'm just kind of hearing a little bit of that anxiety in my voice. I know I'm going to enjoy that. I love that. And hey, we say this a couple of times when someone's in this they arrive at this transition point, which is pivotal mm-hmm. for them and their business. Hey, we'll, we'll do a part two. Oh my gosh, to come back and be like, cool, talk us through exactly what it was like. What happened? What was your roller coaster during this transition? How is it materialized exactly as you thought? Or why is it evolved in a different way? That could be so interesting. It really, I would love that. That would be outstanding to see six months later, where are we? What's going on? And how is it rocking? And what do we need to do to improve? Yeah, beautiful. Well, look, Evelyn, thank you so, so much for Crumbs being here today, sharing what it is you do, how you help people, and also behind the scenes of what it's like for you as, as you, the visionary, try and do these pivots and changes and transitions and, and, and use your... Your magic has been beautiful to hear. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, And look, if people want to find out more about you, where can they find out more about you online? Definitely. So there's a couple of places, workwiththrive.com. And also welovebeautifulminds.org. That is my charity for serving students with neurodiversity. Fantastic. Everyone go and check that out. And again, Evelyn, thank you so much for for playing today and being here. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. It was a blast. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. 
Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.